Worth. A co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. Good Friday morning. It's Vanessa Denhagarmo filling in for Teresa Tamio this morning. She is traveling. She's getting ready for a big event in Buffalo. Uh, there's actually going to be about 1,000 people expected at this event with Father Chris Alar and Kelly Walchrist and Steve Ray, along with Teresa Tamio. So pray for her safe travels and a very fruitful event uh, there in Buffalo. We have a wonderful show lineup here uh, today. This morning on the EWTN Radio Network and Ave Maria Radio, Doug Keck, President and COO of EWTN, joins Teresa every week here at this time to talk about upcoming special programming on the network. We'll be talking with him about that. And then Dr. Brian Christie will be joining us. Um, he wrote an article about the Equity Equality Act now before Congress. And you, there's so much in this Um that I really want to talk to him about. Right, we'll see how much we get to. But there was a portion of it I just want to kind of read to you here. Our nation's conference of Catholic bishops correctly points out that rather than affirm human dignity, the Equality Act would discriminate against people of faith. By this act, Congress seeks to impose a definition of gender that is in absolute opposition to the Catholic Church's teachings. By this act, Congress seeks to coerce Catholic hospitals, clinics, healthcare providers, and citizens to directly and indirectly support and participate in acts that violate consciousness. So, there's a lot going on here, and we know this is just kind of another thing that's happening in the country today that really threatens our religious freedoms and really targets the Catholic faith. It's like the only acceptable religion to go after is Catholics and Christians, and uh, this is just another thing that is going on in, in, from the government standpoint that um, attacks you know, Catholicism and our freedoms of religion in this country. So we'll talk with Dr. Brian uh, Christy, about that article. Um, he is a urological surgeon practicing in Birmingham and a member of the St. Francis Xavier Parish. So Dr. Brian Christine will be joining us. And then Gary Zimek will be joining us on his new book, Let Go of Your Fear, Choosing to Trust Jesus in Life's Stormy Times. A really important message with everything that's going on in the country today. We're facing so many challenges so many attacks, so much divisiveness, um, you know, what's going on in the country, everything with the, you know, the, the lack of trust in government, media, law enforcement, what we saw with the FBI uh, raid by President Trump. We had an FBI raid of a gubernatorial candidate here in Michigan over a misdemeanor. So um, there's just a lot where people have lost their trust in, in government and leadership in this country and in the media and big business and and what's what agendas are at play and so we have to let go and let let go of our fears and we have to choose to trust jesus christ and do what we need to do i always say a prayer i say i started saying in 2020 actually i don't do crazy god you know i i just can't do crazy there's too much crazy in the world i can do what i can do i'm going to do my part i'm going to pray i'm going to use my talents my charisms that you have given me, that you've blessed, the Holy Spirit has blessed me with upon my baptism as he has blessed all those 
baptize Christians with, and I'm going to use those to bring truth, to evangelize the faith, to do that all that I can in my life as a wife and a mother and a business owner, uh, as a communication strategist and coach. I'm going to do what's in my control, and I'm going to leave crazy up to you. I got to let it go and let you take over. And um, that's, it's a prayer that I say all the time because I get overwhelmed too with what's going on in the world and it can definitely drive you crazy. I also try to focus on other people. Um, like this morning, uh, there is a prayer mass going on right now at this hour. And I'm, I'm going to ask you to pray for this woman. Uh, she's married to a family that I have been longtime friends with. Uh, my, our dads were best friends growing up. All through adulthood to my father passed away and this man recently passed away. She's having a major surgery right at this hour. She was diagnosed with cancer. We're asking intercessory prayer to St. Peregrine for cancer patients. It's a very risky surgery. Um, she's, it's, she's enduring it right now. There is a mass happening right now in Detroit, uh, for her. There's going to be a Holy Hour Divine Mercy Chaplet for her following. I'm going to try to catch that as I, once I sign off the air, I'm going to run over there and pray with everybody. But I ask you to keep her in your prayer. She is a young wife, mother, and grandmother. She's a young grandmother. And uh, she's undergoing a very, very risky surgery related to cancer right now. So please keep her in your prayer. She's a long-time her, her in-laws are longtime friends of my family. I've known her for many years. She's a beautiful woman, a beautiful soul. And I just ask you to keep her in your prayers today. Uh, so a lot going on here on Catholic Connection. Uh, there's also a lot of prayer going on for pro-life messages. We know that Roe v. Wade was overturned and reverted back to the state. Here in the state of Michigan, where I'm from, Teresa's from, there is a very radical amendment uh, that could be end up ending up on the November ballot. We ask you to pray for life. There is intercessory prayer going on, rosaries going on, holy hours going on here in Michigan for this uh, radical uh, abortion amendment that includes so many crazy uh, things. I mean, beyond abortion, it pretty much takes away all parental consent um, for uh Abortion, pregnancy, sterilization, you name it, it's in there. And it's very radical, very extreme. And so we ask every, everyone to continue praying for midterm elections. Maybe do the rosary every day. Maybe gather a group of friends. Maybe go to your local parish, your local church, and ask them to do um, some kind of regular prayers, uh, holy hours, leading up to midterm elections. Pray that good and righteous leaders rise up, those that you know, are in line with with our teachings of the church, and that's what we're we to look for, you know. We don't endorse candidates, but we look for candidates that, you know, are in line as much as we they can be, you know, or they are willing to be with our teachings of the church with life issues and other issues. And, you know, take this to take this to adoration. Ask the Lord to guide you, to show you, you know, let good and righteous leaders rise up and do your research. Please don't go to the polls and just vote on name recognition, and don't just vote on issues because you think that's what you're supposed to do. Your research, this radical abortion amendment, the language in it is so vague and so confusing that you won't know what's in it until you dig deep. And thank God, people here in Michigan did and and outlined it for us what's in this abortion amendment, so we're well aware of what this includes. Without them, we wouldn't have known. They did the research for us. 
the right to life groups here did the research for us here in Michigan. So we know what's in this amendment. It is, it is extreme. So before you go to the polls, please do your research. You know, um, EW10, the National Catholic Register, uh, News Nightly, they, they cover so much in depth coverage of what's going on in the world and various states across the country. Keep abreast of what's happening. Do your homework. Watch our EWTM programming. Go to the National Catholic Register. Read these articles and share them with your friends and family. There is a wealth of information. There is not a shortage. I promise you there's a wealth of information out there about what's going on in the world. It is eight minutes past the hour. I'm Vanessa Denhagarmo filling in for Teresa Tamio, and now it's time for the news. Taking a look at the weather forecast across the state, I'll give you a few temperatures across the country, rather, not the state, across the country. 89 degrees in Seattle. It's sunny skies today. It is about uh, 99 degrees in the northern part of California and San Francisco, 66. L.A., 88 degrees. Phoenix, Phoenix, Arizona, 99 degrees. 97 in cloudy skies in Las Vegas. Uh, Looking at uh, Albuquerque, 84 is the high today. El Paso's 88, Denver, Colorado, 88 is the high. And if we look at Kansas City, 91 degrees, Oklahoma City, 94 degrees, Dallas, 90 degrees, 91, and Houston. And then New Orleans, 87, but it's going to be thunderstorming there pretty much most of the day. 89 in cloudy skies in Memphis. And then um, it's in Chicago, 83 degrees, cloudy skies. Detroit here, 84 degrees is the high today, mostly cloudy skies. But if you go up into northern Michigan, Sault Ste. Marie is 66 degrees and thunderstorming all day. And then if we look at the east coast in Buffalo, 81 in cloudy skies. New York, 89 today, cloudy skies. Boston, mostly clouding, 84 degrees. And then, um, let's see, Jacksonville, Florida, 87 degrees. Tampa, 92. Rain showers expected in Tampa, Florida. So that is the forecast in some of the states around the country. Pope Francis wants North Korea to invite him to visit the isolated nuclear-armed state. The Pope said in a televised interview that he would not turn down a chance to visit and work for peace. In 2018, the South Korean president at the time, who's Catholic, conducted a round of diplomacy diplomacy with Kim Jong-un and said the North Korean leader told him Pope Francis would be enthusiastically welcomed. Francis said that he would willing to go if he received an official invitation. CEO Mark Zuckerberg revealed that the FBI approached Facebook warning the platform about Russian propaganda ahead of the bombshell Hunter Biden laptop story leading up to the 2020 presidential election. Appearing on Thursday's installment of the Joe Rogan experience, Zuckerberg was asked about Facebook's suppression of the New York Post reporting that shed light on the shady foreign business dealings of the son of then-candidate Joe Biden. Zuckerberg insisted that Facebook users were still allowed to share the post reporting on Hunter Biden's laptop even at their third-party fact-checking program, was looking into whether it was misinformation, but acknowledged that the ranking and the news feed was a little bit less than fewer people saw it than would have otherwise. 
A federal judge is ordering the Justice Department to release a redacted affidavit related to the FBI's search of former President Trump's Florida home. NBC's Ellis Barr has the latest from Washington. The judge agreed with the Justice Department that some information should be blacked out because it could identify witnesses and law enforcement and reveal strategy as well as sources and methods. Still, there will be new information released. The affidavit should be made public by noon Eastern time. Trump and his allies have demanded the whole affidavit be made public. The former president has been lashing out on social media, calling the investigation to his handling of sensitive documents politically motivated. President Biden remains adamant he had no prior knowledge about the search of Trump's home. The Trump legal team also faces another deadline today to better explain why they want a third party known as special master to review evidence seized and determine if anything should be returned. The White House says the Biden student loan forgiveness plan would cost $24 billion per year. Mark Bayfield has more. Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre made that assessment last night on CNN and said that's assuming that 75% of U.S. students take advantage of the plan. Earlier in the day, Jean-Pierre insisted that the plan would be fully paid for, but was unable to give an estimate of the total cost. The plan offers $10,000 of student debt relief for those earning less than $125,000 per year. Russian President Vladimir Putin is ordering his military to increase its forces as the invasion of Ukraine passes to six-month mark. The 10% increase would expand the size of Russia armed forces to 137,000. The order on the Russian government website says it would come into effect starting next year. Kentucky police are investigating a shooting at a homeless shelter Thursday night. Trey Thomas is more. At least two people are said to have died in the shooting incident in Henderson, near the Indiana border. Upon arrival, our officers found four victims with gunshot wounds. Authorities say the suspect, who was reportedly a resident at the shelter, has been taken into custody. I'm Trey Thomas. The most powerful rocket ever built sits on the launch pad at Cape Canaveral ahead of its first flight Monday morning, Rory O'Neill reports. More than 100,000 people are expected to line Florida's space coast to watch the SLS rocket blast off with the Orion capsule for the Artemis One mission. A major objective of this uncrewed test flight comes at the end, after Orion spends 42 days orbiting the moon and re-enters the Earth's atmosphere. So our heat shields are much bigger than Apollo. We're coming in much faster than shuttle. Um, and so testing that out is a really big test objective for us. NASA's Scott Wilson says the capsule will splash down off San Diego. The goal is to get humans back to the moon by 2026. I'm Rory O'Neill. 15 minutes past the hour here on Catholic Connection. Vanessa Denhagarmo filling in for Teresa Tommy. And when we come back, President and COO of EWTN, Doug Keck, will be joining us. This program brought to you in part by the nonprofit Angelicum Academy. This is Father Joseph Essio. I have an important message for all you homeschooling families. You can get an outstanding and fully accredited Catholic college education and save $100,000. To learn how, go to angelicum.net. That's angelicum.net. Earn 75 college credits and an associate's degree in high school for just $3,500 a year. And earn your BA degree just one year later at age 19. Check this out at angelicum.net. This program is brought to you by the following nonprofit underwriter. CMF Curo is the Catholic health care option you've been searching for. From concierge service to ethical consultations to partnerships with one of the nation's largest health care sharing ministries, CMF Curo offers a pro-life, Catholic approach to your overall health and well-being. Find out today if CMF Curo is right for you. 
Call 833-GET-CURO. That's 833-G-E-T-C-U-R-O. Or visit MyCatholicHealthCare.com. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Abortion. Pornography. Embryonic stem cell research. Corporate contributions to Planned Parenthood. Do you invest in companies that are engaged in these practices? The Ave Maria Mutual Funds do not. And their investment portfolios reflect that. Ave Maria Mutual Funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors can invest in the no-load Ave Maria Mutual Funds. You can learn more about the Ave Maria Mutual Funds today at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. He joins Teresa every week at this time to talk about upcoming special programming on the wonderful EWTN network. And joining us now is Doug Keck, president and COO of EWTN. Doug, how are you? Great. Always great to visit with you, Vanessa. Always a pleasure talking with you. So I always love this segment because I always love to hear what is happening because I write notes and I like go in into my television and I start DVRing everything, Doug. That's true. That's a great way to. That's a great way to I do. do it. I, tell you, I do. Yeah, because so you know, I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I'm running around, and I'm like, I go DVR it. I'm like, okay, this is what I'm going to do when I have my free time. That's right. I know I'm covered uh, if I can't see it live, and yeah. if you can't DVR it, you can go to our on-demand page, and uh, most of our vast majority of our programming is available there. And we're adding sh- more and more shows every day, so people can check that out on our YouTube channel or our on-demand page. Uh, you know, today we've got a wonderful program, a new episode of a show called I Forgive with Immaculee. Immaculee oh. Gilabagiza, uh, obviously, yeah. who went through the Rwandan genocide and because of her faith learned to uh, forgive. And that's uh, <laughs> happening today at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time, a very powerful program. We're looking to do some more programs with her in the future in this same theme. So people can look for that uh, in uh, over the next couple of years. It takes a while to produce these things, but it's very, very powerful. And I think in a world we live in today where so many things have changed, people have lost loved ones with COVID, uh, yeah. some of the facts are changing, and uh, you know, people who kept out of school now question whether that was a good idea. So I think forgiveness is probably right on the top of the list of things we all have to work on. Also, uh, later uh, this weekend, we've got the consistory, of course, of the creation of the new cardinals. Um, that'll be coming up as long as, as well as voting on some new causes. That will be tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern Time from St. Peter's. Uh, people can check that out. Then the Holy Father is going to leave Rome and head down uh, to L'Aquila, uh, where he was going to greet the family members and the victims from the 2009 very powerful earthquake that happened there. That'll happen in the morning, very early in the morning, 2.45 a.m. And then at 4.30, though we do uh, replay it at noon Eastern time, is the Holy Mass from there. And, of course, the other connection here is uh, Celestinian forgiveness, which ties into Pope Celestine V. As you remember, he was the one 
who Benedict kind of related to in resigning, and because of this visit, there's always been some hubbub about whether is that what the Pope is signaling or anything like that, but uh, it, it also has to do with forgiveness, so that also fits into, um, obviously, uh, a big part of Pope Francis's agenda. Speaking of agendas, we've got the Wolf and Sheep's Clothing, the gender agenda, mm. Mm. airing uh, this Sunday night at 10 p.m. Every other week we run each one of those. And this one, the gender agenda, is one that talks about, um, you know, the whole idea of progressive influences shaping society's attitudes on gender and human sexuality. You know, we started producing this uh, as an original idea in 2017. It took us about two years to put it together. Uh, but I think uh, the Holy Spirit led us on this one. We saw where things were going, and mm -hmm. we produced a wonderful program. We also have another uh, series we're in the works on, um, shooting over the next uh, couple of weeks with Mary Hassan, having to do with what's going on and what Catholics need to know about the transgender movement. We hope to have that on sometime in October. We're kind of turning around that one quickly because we think it's really important for people to see. And then uh, the Holy Father gets to, comes back to Rome and gets together with the Cardinals and has a celebration on Tuesday. And we'll be uh, featuring that celebration uh, in a Mass, of course, is the celebration at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Look for other programs throughout the week on EWTN. You know, Doug, it's so important that we take these critical conversations, these critical issues that is going on in the, in the world, and we look at them from the lens of a Catholic, such as transgenderism, because these conversations come up with our friends and family, and oftentimes people are tongue-tied. They don't know what to say. They don't have the right information. They know deep in their heart what's right and wrong, but they don't have the information at hand. That's why producing these programs are so important to inform people so they can go out and have these critical conversations in an informed way. Right, exactly. I think most of us, you know, like you, you hit it, the nail on the head. Most of us know in our heart what's true. The, the The problem is we either can't explain it or we are afraid we're going to get attacked, especially in the culture we are in today. That's why the Saul Alinsky program was so important to realize that's what's changed, where we used to yeah. have discussions and people would say, well, we'll kind of agree to disagree, but we're still friends. Now it becomes, no, you're evil. You're, you're yeah. a bad person. There's something wrong with you. You're a racist. You're a fascist. Fill in the blank, whatever you have. Homophobe. Any one of the ones that you get thrown at uh, because of, of this kind of demonization of the other. Uh, and, and that's what we deal with. And, and, and as you indicated, our goal with so much of what we're doing on EWTN is recatechizing Catholics to explain why they believe what they believe. Why does the church teach this? It didn't just make it up because it thought culturally this was appropriate in the first century. Um, you know, if that's the case, we would have adapted throughout history over 2,000 years every yeah. time some new fad came. <laughs> and you know what? A lot of the mainline churches have. Uh, and if you watch them falling apart around you, I mean, I hate to say it that way because the Catholic Church has tons of its own problems, and we, sure. we, we, we certainly can't point fingers. But if you look at the collapse of the mainline Protestant churches, I mean, if they didn't have buildings, you would have, be hard-pressed to figure out whether they still existed. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I I have a client, Doug, that was from Canada, and she was telling me that uh, all the churches in the the Catholic churches in the area were all flying the gay uh, uh, pride flag uh, all through the month of June, all around her. And she's like, you 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 didn't even know they're Catholic churches. Right, absolutely, because it's a misguided uh, compassion, as Mother used yeah. to say, uh, yeah. a misguided understanding of tolerance, the idea mm -hmm. that, you know, we need to be open to everybody's feelings. 
yes, well, we, we don't want to hurt anybody, no. but, but we also don't want to agree to things that aren't true. You know, if you have a person who has a problem or an issue in some other way, uh, telling him it's okay is not the best way for them to overcome that issue. Uh, and it's very confusing. There's a lot of bad information out there. Of course, we love everybody, and God loves us just the way we are, but he loves us too much to leave us there. And our call, if you if you read Scripture, is to gently uh, encounter, as the Holy Father says, but accompany. And that's yeah. sometimes get lost at the idea of, well, I'm meeting you where you are, but I'm supposed to be walking you in the direction of where you need to go, not continuing down the wrong path. And... Uh, but we, we think because of tolerance and love means not never having to make anybody say you're sorry, which was the old canard from the love story uh, yeah. in, in, the, in the 60s, you know, and which is totally wrong. I mean, the answer is, as a loving parent, as you indicated, uh, it's your job. It's tougher to correct your children than it is yeah. to let them do what they want to do. Yeah. Uh, that's much easier to tell everybody, hey, I'm good with that. Uh, do what you want to do. It's much harder to say, I love you. And I care about you, and that's why I've got to tell you, whether you're happy about this or not now, why this is inappropriate or why you shouldn't be doing this. And, and that's what I love about what you do at EWTN, Doug. It, you take these critical issues and you explain why. Why the church teaches this. Where are we coming from? Why are we addressing issues like transgender? And how do we look at that from the lens of the Catholic? So we not only understand what's happening, but why Why does the church teach us this? What is it, what Jesus is teaching us, right? Because ultimately it comes from Scripture. Absolutely. And what we see with so many of these things, so many of us say, well, I, I, I like the church. I like the teaching. We can just adjust a couple of things here and yeah. there. It would be so much better. I'm surprised yeah. God didn't think of this already, but <laughs> I, he can, he can borrow this idea from me if he'd like, you know, kind of an idea. And it's like that same idea of like, no, you don't understand. All of these things are in, intricately woven together. And once you start pulling on the threads in one place, it starts unraveling someplace else. And that's what we see. Once you start accepting one thing, suddenly it's like, well, wait a second. I thought this was okay, but I didn't know we were going down this road. But that's yeah. where you're going. Doug Heck, thank you so much for joining us, President and COO of EWTN, right here on Catholic Connection. Thanks, Doug. And I am honored to be a host of Catholic, Con uh, Catholic View for Women, which we saw on EWTN. Stay with us, everyone. We're going to come back with Dr. Brian Christine. Save the date. Are you a newlywed and would like to have your marriage blessed by Dallas Bishop Edward Burns? The Diocese of Dallas is having a newlywed mass for those recently married on Saturday, November 5th at 5 p.m. at the Cathedral Shrine of the Virgin of Guadalupe in downtown Dallas. Bishop Edward Burns will be the celebrant. A reception will follow afterwards in the Grand Salon. For more information, visit cathdal.org. Hello, my name is Liz Mertz. My husband, Bill, and I own Master Tech Auto Repair and Planning. We are proud sponsors of Catholic Radio. Our family has been parishioners of St. Gabriel's and McKinney for many years. Master Tech is a full-service auto repair for all vehicles, from oil changes to complete engine replacement or transmission service. We are located just across the street from St. Mark's Parish in Plano. You can contact us at 972-578-1841 or www.mastertechplano.com. Thank you, and may you have a blessed day. 
Fort Worth Bishop Michael Olson invites young adults ages 18 through 35 to a special Mass celebrating the Feast of the Nativity of the Blessed Virgin Mary on Thursday, September 8th. The Mass will take place at St. Patrick Cathedral in downtown Fort Worth at 6.30 p.m. Following the Mass, young adults are welcome to join them for a free meal and spiritual reflection in the Pastoral Center. For more information and to RSVP for the meal, please visit fwdioc.org slash young-adult-mass. Did you know the Knights of Columbus was founded by a priest to provide for widows and orphans? This was Father McGivney's primary concern in 1882 at our founding. Today, the Knights of Columbus has grown into a Fortune 1000 company that has over $24 billion in assets and well over $111 billion of life insurance in force. Doesn't your Catholic family deserve to be protected by a Catholic company that has your morals and faith in mind? Join today online and discover our Catholic difference at knights.net. Joining us now is the author of a, uh, an article um, that has to do um, with the Equality Act now before Congress. Dr. Brian Christine is joining us. He is a urological surgeon practicing in Birmingham and a member of the St. Francis Xavier Parish. Dr. Christine, thank you so much for joining us here on Catholic Connection. No, I'm very, very happy to be on this morning. I, I tremendously appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Now, I read your article, and um, really interesting, and I want to try to get through as much as we can for our listeners here today. But give us a kind of an overview of what inspired you to even write it. Well, I think that, you know, the way that our culture, our very, very way of life, seems to be threatened in this country right now. Certainly mm-hmm. those of us individuals of faith, whether we be Catholic or whether we be talking about our Orthodox or Protestant or Evangelical brothers and sisters or our Jukes brothers and sisters, it seems the very things that we hold sacred, the very concepts that have been true and taught for thousands of years are under assault. And so when you look around, and when I, when I learned about the Equality Act, I said, I really have to help educate individuals to let them know what's going on in our country. Mm-hmm. So kind of give us an overview. One of the things that you wrote in here, and I just want to read it because it really, really hit home. I think you summarize it so well in this one paragraph, too. Our nation's conference of Catholic bishops correctly point out that rather than affirm human dignity, the Equality Act would discriminate against people of faith. By this act, Congress seeks to impose a definition of gender that is in absolute opposition to the Catholic Church's teachings. By this act, Congress seeks to coerce Catholic hospitals, clinics, health care providers, and citizens to direct directly and indirectly support and participate in the acts that violate consciousness. I mean, this is concerning. It's absolutely true. No, it is concerning. You know, in 1964, the United States Congress and then President Johnson signed into law the Civil Rights Act. Mm -hmm. And, of course, the Civil Rights Act prohibited discrimination based on race, color, religion, and sex. And that was the right thing to do. There's no question that 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 concept of civil rights absolutely lines up with moral law, uh, theological law, and and you know as well as I do, is that when Martin Luther King marched, there were many Catholic priests, nuns, there were Protestant ministers, there were lay individuals, rabbis, who marched arm in arm and hand in hand. And so that was a landmark decision. Well, what the Equality Act does, and the Equality Act was was passed in 2021 at the United States House of Representatives. It has not yet come before the Senate. But what the Equality Act does is it adds into uh, it adds into the uh, the the Civil Rights Act. It would add in uh, gender identity, 
and sexual orientation to protected classes. And so what you have with the Equality Act now is you will have directly protected classes that really catering to them or, or treating them or interacting with them in ways that could potentially violate Christian conscience or, or conscience of faith-based individuals. That's the real concern, because you, this would allow the heavy hand of government to do exactly what I said in the act. It would allow the heavy hand of government to attempt to force and coerce individuals of faith to do and to say things that are against their conscience. And we can't have our conscience, that inner voice that tells us what's right and what's wrong, it compels us to do what's right. We cannot have our conscience threatened, especially if that threat comes from the government. So what, you know, how does this affect the medical field, such as yourself, doctor, if this goes through, what does this mean to you in the medical profession? Well, I think it's, it's really tremendously bothersome because in the, in the Equality Act, you would then have, you would have things like uh, tra- treating individuals with gender dysphoria, transgender individuals. You could be compelled as a physician or a nurse or a pharmacist or a therapist. You could be compelled and literally forced to participate in treating these individuals. Now, let me say from the get-go that gender dysphoria is a real condition. I have mm-hmm. seen patients. Patients have men have come to me who want to transition and say, listen, I have this issue. Can you help me? I don't do that. I don't treat that. I don't, I don't, I don't think that you change someone's gender by giving hormones or removing body parts. But the point is, it's a real entity. I think it's a psychiatric condition, and these individuals are helped with therapy, not with surgery or hormones. But the point is, someone like myself could be compelled, or they would try to compel or force us to treat these individuals, engage in things that we believe are wrong. And even if you weren't being forced to treat directly by prescribing medications or by performing surgery, let's remember, too, that in the Equality Act, Providing gender transition surgeries, for instance, to individuals in course incarcerated in federal penitentiaries, uh, that would be used by they'd use tax dollars to do that. So yeah. individuals who don't agree, our tax dollars would be going toward that. I have a tremendous problem with that. Certainly yeah. faith-based hospitals, and of course you and I think of Catholic hospitals right off the bat, but certainly any hospital that has its ethos in Judeo-Christian values, where, where for instance, let's say pregnancy terminations or where... Uh, where transitioning or, or gender transitioning is not done could be forced and compelled to do that. So yeah. it's tremendously worrisome in the health field. Absolutely, you could have a, you could have the Equality Act being used uh, to ask us or to force us rather to do things that we don't want to do. So what can we do as citizens? I mean, do we have any chance, any protocol right now, or is this just a, being looked at by Congress right now? So as I said, it was passed uh, in the House of Representatives, the U.S. House of Representatives in 2021. All mm-hmm. Democrat, all the Democrat representatives and three Republican representatives voted yes. The majority leader in the Senate, Chuck Schumer, has not brought this before the Senate, and I think okay. he has not done that yet because he realizes it, he does. He wants to bring it when he absolutely feels certain that he's going to have the power and the votes to swing it. Joe Biden has promised already that he would sign this into law. Uh, I mean, he's already made that commitment. So Chuck Schumer is, is, Senator Schumer is waiting for the right time. That's why elections and being involved are important. So what can we do? We have to educate ourselves. We have to absolutely catechize individuals, help them understand, teach them what's involved in the Equality Act. And then we have to evangelize our positions. We have to let the public and individuals know what's at stake and what's involved. And so something like this is really important. So what you're doing is great to help individuals know. And, you know, we have to be, 
we have to be happy warriors. And what I mean by that is, you know, the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings, he never shied away from taking on controversy. He was always strong of back and strong of mind and strong of arm. But he did it with obviously joy and love in his heart, and that's what we have to do. We have to be strong. We have to fight. But we always have to do it knowing that what we're doing is right and always that what we're doing is, is, is not only right, but we have to help other individuals feel that joy and fight the fight with us. Amen. Stand up for what is right and just and truth. And the discrimination against uh, Christian conscience, uh, the Equality Act, where can we read your article that you wrote, Dr.? Yeah, yeah, no. So the article, so the article I published this particular version of it in the diocesan paper for the diocese of Birmingham, the One Voice. But also, I published a very similar version of it in something called Yellowhammer News, which is here in Alabama. It's an online news source, uh, and that that particular article is called "A Threat to All Americans: The Crucifixion of Conscience." But it's about the Equality Act and what goes on, and and so you can find it certainly online. I'm certainly happy to give my to give you my contact information in terms of email, and if folks want to email me. And ask for me to send a copy. I'm happy to do that. Sure, well. go ahead. You can give out whatever you want. You want yeah, to give out an yep. email? So, yep. So my email is b christine b c h r i s t i n e seven two seven four. So b christine seven two seven four at gmail dot com. And Doctor Doctor Christine, we have about thirty seconds left with you. What last words of uh, messages do you want to share with our listeners? Yeah. So the last the last messages are one of the most dangerous things about the Equality Act is that there was something Congress passed called the Religious Freedom Restoration Act in 93. Bill Clinton signed it into law. Basically what it says is that the interests of, of religious freedom are protected and the government can't burden a person's exercise of religion. The Equality Act of 2021 specifically forbids the use of the Religious, Fre- uh, religious Freedom Restoration Act as a defense. In other words, that's what we have people of faith has relied upon to say no. Oh, Dr. Christine, sorry, we got to let you go. On Monday, August 1st, Fort Worth Bishop Michael Olson announced the establishment of a new parish, St. Teresa of Calcutta, to serve the far north Fort Worth area. Mass will be celebrated by Bishop Olson on Sunday, September 4th at 5 p.m. at 13517 Alta Vista Road in Roanoke. Regular Masses will be held in facilities that were home to the former Our Lady of Grace High School. Watch the live stream on the diocesan website at fwdioc.org on Sunday, September 4th at 5 p.m. This is Tim Staples of Catholic Answers. I'm excited to let you know that I also teach high school apologetics for homeschoolconnections.com, an online Catholic curriculum provider and a sponsor of this station. There are also recorded independent learning courses at homeschoolconnections.com. Whether you take apologetics with me, literature with Joseph Pierce, or philosophy with Bill Donahue, or any of the other 400-plus courses with homeschoolconnections.com, it's a great way to get Catholic learning for your family. Abortion's finished in Texas, but its effects will last years. Project Joseph, a confidential healing ministry for men only, helps you find peace after an abortion loss. The next Project Joseph is August 27th and 28th, with spots going fast, so act now. Call 469-720-CARE to find men who understand the pain you've gone through, because you're not alone. Call 469-720-2273 now and heal with Project Joseph. 
Is your facility in need of additional meeting or classroom space, but there's no room in the budget to add on to the building? I'm Glenn Trahan, owner of Modern Fold Door and Specialties and proud sponsor of KATH 910 AM. Modern Fold Door and Specialties can solve your space division problems by installing operable walls to create additional spaces. We also provide repair and service. You can contact us at 214-357-2572 for a free consultation or trwfamily.com. God bless. We're continuing our conversation here on Catholic Connection. Joining us now is a guest I've interviewed on my show, Epiphany, before, and here on Truth to Tommy Gary Zivek. His latest book, Let Go of Your Fear, Choosing to Trust Jesus in Life's Stormy Times. Gary, thank you so much for joining us. And we are definitely in stormy times, that's for sure. We sure are, Vanessa. It's always great to be back on with you. You know, but the thing is, the Lord is still in charge. And that's Amen. the reason I wrote the book, right? It is crazy out there, but He is in charge. We just have to, you know, keep our focus on Him, and then things are going to work out for us. So, Gary, back in 2020, I had a conversation with God, <laughs> and I said, <laughs> yeah. I said, okay, God, I don't do crazy. I'm going to give yeah. you crazy, and I'm going to do everything else I can do, but crazy I'm not doing anymore. And it was a prayer I started saying, a conversation I had with them, and when I read this book, I'm like, yes, this is exactly what I was talking about, because there's so much fear of going what's going on in the world. Let go of your fear, choosing to trust Jesus in life's stormy times. So tell us what prompted you to write this book, Gary. Get, elaborate a little bit more for us. You know, Vanessa, the, uh, and by the way, a lot of us had very deep conversations with the Lord in 2020. Yeah, exactly. Right? I mean, that was uh, to talk about a storm. But, you know, the book really grew out of my parish missions. I've been doing parish missions for 10 years now. Um, give up worry for Lent parish missions in particular. And the second night, I always focus on the uh, the storms at sea. There are two documented storms at sea in the Gospels, one in Matthew's, the ones I focus on, are one in Matthew's Gospel, one in Mark's Gospel. And what I try to do is to speak to those who are in the storm. And we are all either in the storm now or have come through the storm or are going to head into a storm wanting to give people hope in the midst of the storm. And the purpose of this book is a detailed look at those two accounts, Matthew's and Mark's account, of the storms at sea, where the apostles were facing what looked like a very, very dark and hopeless situation, and in the end, turning to Jesus was what they needed to get them through the storm. So I, I wrote this book to give hope to those who are going in, who are in the storm right now, when it doesn't look good, when it doesn't look hopeless. My point is that it didn't look good, when it does look hopeless, I should say, it, it didn't look good for the apostles when they were in the storm. Yeah. We know the end of the story, and that's that's the tr- what I'm trying to do, give hope to the hopeless. You know, Gary, you talk about in the book that, you know, God, you said God, you, know, you said God is in control, of course he is, but yeah. God also allows storms in our lives to rely on what, to, so we rely on him, what, you know, why, why, you know, people always say, why does God allow this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you know, Vanessa, I don't like storms. I really don't. But my faith has grown so much more in the storms than when the seas in my life are calm. And I think that's the that's the reason because we tend to rely on ourselves. I mean, yeah. we're, we're we're in the middle of the storm. We realize, as the apostles did, these guys were seasoned fishermen. He had to take them out of their comfort zone, so they thought they were comfortable because the Lord was trying to teach them. 
He took them into a storm that was so big that they knew they couldn't handle it without him. He does the same thing for us. And it, mm-hmm. it's very effective because if you look at both of these accounts, these gospel accounts of the storms, after the storm, you see that they grew in faith. They got to realize what Jesus could do in their lives. And I think he does the same thing for us if we let him, if we really focus on him and try to find out what he's trying to teach us by going through these storms. You know, it's so funny because, Gary, anytime I'm going through something challenging, I would say, okay, God, what lesson am I supposed to learn from this? Yeah. What are you teaching me here? And, you know, too, it's like same with what's going on in the world. I mean, the, the crazy political craziness mm. in the world today mm-hmm. it's like okay god please let the people that you want to learn the lesson learn the lesson so we can move past this or you know uh <laughs> you know get some normalcy because every day we wake up and there's more crazy going on you know um there's such a lack of trust to i think a lot of the fear comes from and this is i have this conversation with a good friend of mine we talk about this all the time the a lot of the fear comes from because we have so much reliant on government and not mm-hmm. on god and they think the government is supposed to solve all their problems, and there's no reliance on God. And it's a, really that lack of faith that I think drives a lot of the fear in the world today and people reacting the way that they're reacting. You're so right. And the point about trust is that trust isn't a feeling. Trust is a choice, and that's one of the points I make in the book. It doesn't matter how you feel. What the Lord is asking us to do is, look, I know things look bad. I know it looks hopeless to you, but do you trust it? And that's a matter of choice. And if we make that choice, I've found, and I bet you've found this too, over time, our confidence in him grows. And sure. then we're in the next storm, we start to think back and think, well, you know what? That last storm didn't kill me. In fact, Vanessa, all of our storms, all of our problems in life so far haven't killed us yet. We got through them somehow. So yeah. see, God doesn't change. If he got us through it before, I know that he will get me through it in the future. And over time, our confidence in him grows because he is faithful. And that's why I have the divine mercy picture hanging up in my home, Jesus. Oh. I trust in you to remind me every day he is in control and I trust him that he, he's going to get us through this and we're going to learn from this and, and things are going to get better. And we're talking with Gary Zemeck. Let go of your fear, choosing to trust Jesus in life's stormy times. Uh, we'll have this on the Ave Maria Radio net bookstore for you as well. You talk about in the book, Gary, that God is sometimes silent, but he's never absent. And I think that's a good point to make. We sometimes wonder, where is God? And I know Mother Teresa talked about this, too, mm-hmm. in her life story about the silence of God in her life. Yeah. And you know what, Vanessa? Here's another thing. I don't like storms. I don't like when God's silent. He drives mm-hmm. me crazy when he does this. Yeah. But he does it all the time. Yeah. And he does it all the time because he wants me not to to walk with my feelings. He wants me not to walk by sight, as St. Paul said. He wants me to walk by faith. And that means he's going to take the feelings away. He's going to be sleeping. He'll be sleeping sometimes, so I need to focus on waking him up. And realize that he's with me, whether he's you know sleeping in the boat or not. He puts us through these these um, these situations. That he takes away the feeling sometimes because he wants us not to just turn him for good feeling. He wants us to walk with him in faith. So it's all part of the process. And you know, if we look back over the course of our lives, we find that there are times when we got lots of consolations. Things were really feeling good. Oh man, my prayer was so fruitful. Just felt so good. But there were times where it was dry, and it always seems to come back. So, you know, it's a, it's a, a series of hills and valleys. It's the way the spiritual life is. And 
Just because he appears to be silent doesn't mean he's not with us. It just means he might be taking a nap in the boat. Mm-hmm. What should we be doing in the times of silence, Gary? I think what we should be doing is walking by faith. That's what I do. And Vanessa, you know, that's really the, the title of the book is Let Go of Your Fear, Choosing to Trust Jesus in mm-hmm. Life's Stormy Times. You know, a lot of times I don't feel like praying because I'm not. it's not feeling good. Yeah. But I've learned to do it anyway, to persevere. And eventually the, the good feelings will return at some point. But, it, you know, it's that choice. It's an act of the will. It's not just following our feelings, which I have a tendency to do. And I'm learning that's where my anxiety comes from, because I follow my feelings. So just because it feels hopeless, through faith, I know that whatever I'm facing is not hopeless. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I, I totally can relate to that, too, because my my fears spur anxiety, too, especially everything going on in the world. And for me, you know, uh, Gary, I had this kind of epiphany moment, this revelation that I the reason I think um, that I get so fear, so anxious about what's going on in the world because of the lack of real media. I was a reporter. You know, I was a journalist. And when I see the breakdown of real journalism and real media in the country today, that's where that drives it for me because there's no trust in the media. I mean, 55% of reporters recently said they don't believe in balanced coverage, right? And so that I know, I, I, identifying that for me has been uh, really important because I realize where that's coming from for me. Sometimes we need to kind of like ask the Lord, please show me where this fear is coming from. Exactly. And, you know, Vanessa, sometimes... Uh Sometimes the best solution to to escaping from our fear is to turn the TV off and open our Bible. You, you know, yeah. that we have to have that combination, yeah. because when Peter, in the second storm at sea, as I document in the book, when Peter attempted to walk on the water, he succeeded. When he followed Jesus, he succeeded until he saw the wind, he saw the storm, he took his focus off of Jesus, and what happened? He was afraid, the Bible says, and he began to sink. But even then... Peter knew enough to cry out to Jesus and said, Lord, save me. So I really think it's a matter of choosing to to keep our focus on what's true, and that's the Lord and His Word. Yeah, it's crazy out there. We're in the midst of a lot of storms right now, but we can choose at some point to turn the TV off, to turn the radio off, and you know, make sure we have some connection with the Lord each day. Yeah. Let Go of Your Fear is the book. Gary Zimek is joining us. We're going to take a quick break and continue our conversation with him right after this. Stay with us, everyone. When you see the world with Catholic eyes, you see God's hand at work in human history. You see the true, the good, and the beautiful. With a Master's of Arts in Catholic Studies from Franciscan University of Steubenville, you see the world as it truly is. This online program helps you see art, literature, theology, psychology, and more as occasions for grace. Find out more about the Masters in Catholic Studies at franciscan.edu slash mcs. That's franciscan.edu slash mcs. Ciao, amici. Hello, friends. Teresa Tamio here with some great and breaking news. We still have a few seats left for our very special Tease Italy premier pilgrimage, La Dolce Fide, coming up this November 6th to the 14th. It's a trip of a lifetime with seven nights in Italy, including extended stays in Assisi, Orvieto, and Rome, and special stops in several breathtaking hill towns of Umbria and Lazio. It's a very special pilgrimage, but only a few seats left. So call now, 
800-727-1999. Again, 800-727-1999 by September 6 or go to the AveMariaRadio.net travel page. This sale ends on Labor Day. We don't want you to miss out. So we'll see you hopefully in Italy. Ciao. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and lighthouse work. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. We're talking with Gary Zimek, the latest book, Let Go of Your Fear, Choosing to Trust Jesus in Life's Stormy Times. And I was saying, Gary, before the break of, you know, our lack of trust in the media today, a recent polls, 55% of reporters say they don't believe that's necessary to give a balanced story now. So we're forced when we read something that we have to go into it saying, is this even balanced? Do they have all the facts here? Are both sides being presented? And I know that's where a lot of my, you know, anger, fear, and anxiety come from because there's no checks and balances in the country anymore because the media has become almost like the PR arm of the of the left instead of objective, mm. balanced news. Not all of it, but a, lo- a big portion of it. So... Yeah, 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 exactly. And and I think uh, as you and I were discussing on the break, it's important to stay informed. But yeah. we have to we have to understand that oftentimes we are being misled, and we have to recognize, especially when the media starts making predictions about what's going to happen in the future. We all learned during COVID that they got it wrong more often than not. So only God knows what's going to happen in the future. And when we open up our Bible and listen to what the church teaches as well. I mean, that's the truth. That doesn't change. That's not a lie. So we need to understand what is absolute truth and what is, you know, biased oftentimes. Yeah. And, you know, and there, we saw a lot of this during the uh, 26th presidential election, even mm-hmm. before that, leading up to that 2020. So, yeah, we just have to be informed, but be very uh, cognizant and, and critical of how we consume information in the media today. Uh, you know, let go of your fear, uh, choosing to trust in Jesus's life, Stormy Times is the book, Gary. And and I love how you use choosing, and, and like you talked about earlier, because it is a choice, right? Jesus said we don't want the world to steal our peace, and we find peace in Jesus Christ. Can you kind of elaborate on that? Because we know being, you know, I'm a re- I joke and say I'm a recovering news junkie, the social media world can steal our peace and our joy. It really can. It really can. And it is a choice. You know, Vanessa, when we, are, when we become anxious, when we, when we end up worrying about our problems, we often can't control the fear. The fear is an emotion. Fear, I can't directly control my fear, but what I can do is control how I respond to that fear. So a lot of things today are going to make me anxious and afraid, whether they're happening in my own life or in the country, in the world. But at that point, I can choose to say, you know what, I'm going to open my Bible. I'm going to pray. I'm going to spend time in adoration. I'm going to go to daily Mass. I'm going to go to confession. I'm going to choose to, to, to say this prayer, Jesus, I trust in you. I can control that. And indirectly, this is what I found, that my fears can be lessened by the Lord when I turn to him. 
I might be not be able to control my fear directly, but I can turn the TV off, I can turn to the Lord in prayer, I can say, Jesus, save me, I'm sinking, and let him decrease my fear. And over time, I feel that's, uh, I found that's exactly what happens. Again, we'll have Gary's book at the Ave Maria Radio.net bookstore. You can find it there. Who published the book, Gary? It comes from Ave Maria Press. Oh, Ave Maria Press. We have about a minute left with you here on Catholic Connection. What else do you want to share with our listeners before we let you go? I, I would just like to say to anybody who's going through a storm, it is not hopeless. Sometimes Jesus calms the storm. Sometimes he calms the sailor. So whatever you do, turn to him today. And also, let's walk together. My website is followingthetruth.com. I have a daily email reflection that's free of charge. I, I'm going to keep doing this for as long as I can. I want to let you know that you can break free from worry. You can let go of your fear. And Jesus Christ is the answer. So visit me at followingthetruth.com, and let's do it together. Gary Zimek, thank you so much for joining us here on Catholic Connection and sharing your story with your latest book, uh, Let Go of Your Fear, Choosing to Trust Jesus in Life's Stormy Times. Gary, thank you so much. My pleasure, Vanessa. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Thank you. You too. And um, my dear friend, like I told you earlier in the show, Ban is going through her own storm right now. She is in the middle of a major surgery uh, fighting cancer. I ask you to please keep her in prayer. Surgeons are working on her right now. Ban, uh, she, she's married to a longtime family friend. So keep her in prayer. Fa- a bunch of people are at church right now praying for her. I'm going to go join them to do the rosary for her. So just I ask you for intercessory prayer to St. Paragon for her. Thank you for letting me fill in for Teresa Tommy. God bless. Have a wonderful and blessed weekend and pray for Teresa as she's heading to her speaking engagement. You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E-MariaRadio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection. Your connection to our treasured Catholic faith all day, every day. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. The Archangels Men's Network of Catholic Charities of Dallas invites all the faithful to join them as they host Breakfast with the Bishop on Thursday, September 29th at 7.30 a.m. at St. Paul Catholic Church in Richardson. Join Dallas Bishop Edward Burns and guest speaker Dallas Police Chief Eddie Garcia for an inspiring talk and morning. For more information and to purchase tickets, visit ccdallas.org slash breakfast. This is Tony Beshera. My wife Chris and I own Babich and Associates. We are the oldest placement and recruitment firm in the state of Texas and proud sponsors of the Guadalupe Radio Network. We are also members of St. Thomas Aquinas in Dallas. Babich and Associates offers candidates insights into the current job market and provides professional candidates we have interviewed on a face-to-face basis to our employers. Our number to call is 214-823-9999 or you can find us on the web at babich.com. 
Blessed be God. Blessed be his holy name. Blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Blessed be his most sacred heart. Blessed be his most precious blood. Blessed be Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Blessed be the Holy Spirit of Paraclete. Blessed be the Great Mother of God, Mary Most Holy. Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. Blessed be her glorious assumption. Blessed be the name of Mary, Virgin and Mother. Blessed be Saint Joseph, her most chaste spouse. Blessed be God in his angels and in his saints. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth. Catholic radio for your soul on the Guadalupe Radio Network in North Texas. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. 